right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Uh, we have WGC FedEx St. Jude Classic. We have the Barracuda Championship. We have, what was the Corn Ferry event named this week? Yeah, I know it was in Springfield. It was a, it's a, it's a lot a great of names. Uh, we had the Avion Championship on the LPGA Tour, and we have the UK British Open, British Senior Open presented by Her Majesty the Queen. And Ken Duke. And Ken Duke. <laughs> and goodbye, duty free. Played in Ken Duke's home country. Um, <laughs> God, I can't wait to get angry emails about that. That's like a three-year-old joke we've had going. A uh, lot to lot to break down here. I think we're going to start um, start with the Memphis event, which I think we none of us were too excited about going into it. Did it uh, meet or fail to meet, meet or exceed your expectations? Well, first of all, hello. Hello, DJ. How are you? Uh, uh, Tron, how are you? I'm great. Okay. Good to see you. <laughs> I mean, it's getting lit out in Reno. It right is. Now. We it are is. recording before Reno ends. So if Morikawa wins, then uh, regrettably, we won't be able to comment on that. Just we'll be yet. doing live reaction as, as we're watching it. <laughs> It'd be really cool. So I think uh, with regards to Memphis, I think two things can be true. I think one, you hate kids. <laughs> yes. Well said. And cancer is sick. Yeah. Those are the two things. No, I think one, it, it can be an awesome thing for the city of Memphis. I can be super happy for everybody who was out there seeing events or seeing mm-hmm. all these players. Mm-hmm. I think everybody get them skip, you know, who's been, they've been going to TPC Southwind since like 1989 every year. FedEx, the biggest supporter of the tour Memphis event has been around since, I don't even know, like a long time, 50, 60, 70 years, something like that. I have nothing but good things to say about the city of Memphis hosting this and you don't and, want Memphis. You're afraid of Memphis. No, right now. <laughs> well, I think you see like <laughs> why all the Memphis people got so fired up was like, because they, they, you know, there's a lot of deserving cities in, in the world. And that's why I think the they WGCs should move around a little bit. Yes. Memphis so, did nothing wrong. No, this is of course. The tour's yeah. Fault. yeah. But I think number two thing that can be true is like, I don't have to be that excited to watch it. And Correct. I was not that excited to watch it. It's it's you can't and you can't feel bad about that either. You know what I mean? Like right, you can't no, exactly. fake excitement for an event. And that's where I think a lot of the hostility about the event going into the week was coming from. And like I wouldn't have tuned in today if it wasn't for Rory Brooks. And yeah. that actually ended up being extremely disappointing viewing today anyways. But I think I think it's what happens when you like design things on on paper. They look great where it's like it is a, a good city and a good host course and a good field and a great deserving charity. And all those things. And it's like, guys, this is like, come on on paper. This looks so good. I'm like, yeah, but it just, there's no like soul to it. Like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Well, man. and it, it, for years, I know Tron has really followed like uh, the Reno event Barracuda very closely over the years. And to me, it just never really fully grabs. I, I could never really fully captured me. And I know it's kind of hard for us because out there, like more people care about hearing about WGC than they do Reno. But for us, like, to, I don't know, that's the story I think is a lot more interesting of the guys grinding for cards than like the fat cats getting fatter and richer and Brooks cruising to a victory. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just because we've gotten to know a lot, a decent amount of guys that kind of like, it's like the you game know, within the game, they jump rope at that 125 line and battling for cards. And I just, I just find that way more interesting. And I think, you know, just we're going to talk more Reno lately, uh, later, we're going to start of course with Memphis, but just 
being out there and seeing some of those old guys grinding too. And like, just seeing like where their place is in the game. And it's just, it, uh, it kind of, I don't know. It was not heartbreaking because I mean, it's all relative. A lot of these guys have made tens of millions of dollars playing golf and whatnot, but I just have way more respect for, uh, the grind after seeing, there's not many points available at Barracuda and guys like have to have like a top five finish to really make an impact on their standing right there's, now. So there's almost like two throwback things going on, on, on tour this week. Like the Barracuda, I I've never been to it, but from everything you guys have said and from everything I've seen and heard, it just feels like a throwback event and feels like what the tour used to be yeah. like when guys were driving from event to event and kind of going out to the casinos at night and hanging out with each other and, and just a lot, uh, like less serious is not the way to say it, but just a lot more laid back and, and a lot more, uh, like approachable for a normal human being. I think that feels very late, like very throwback. And I think the Memphis like crowds feels very throwback. I think where, you know, talk to a lot of people on site and like the crowds were massive and they're used to seeing like kind of a shitty field the week. It's always what the week before the U S open mm-hmm. the week after the US open, week before the U S open. So occasion, you know, you get Dustin and you get a couple guys who like, like to play the week before a major, but typically the field's just not great. And so this week it sounds like they all got to, you know, it, like it almost feels kind of jarring and shocking to see how much lower the scores go this week. I know Dustin shot 19 under last year, but that was kind of an outlier. If you look that back at back the last, when he was the greatest player of all time. Exactly. Well said. Now he's on his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think those fans like, you know, it feels you feel a lot more local excitement, which feels very throwback as well. It, the problem is like it's just so hard to get that to translate to TV or to the, you know, us sitting here in Jacksonville. You know, it, it's it's. It's really, really hard to convey that. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit. We're not mad at you guys. We're mad at. We're not even mad. We're just. It's just like it's a terrible spot in the schedule for it, and it's a casualty of you know the new schedule. It's going to be really weird when they go next year. I don't even. I I've seen reported two different ways that it's going to go. Uh, Memphis, the Open in England, and then Tokyo for the Olympics. Or I've also seen that it's going to stay maintain this spot in the schedule, and they're going to go England, Memphis, Tokyo, which is just a nightmare for any of the top 50 in the world, the guys that are most affected by it. But I don't know. It, it, it had, it's a good course too. Like I always like watching. I always feel like it's like, you can't fake it around there. Small greens. It just had a better, the old spot in the calendar fit better, you know, between the PGA and the open. And it just felt like the last big non major event of the year before the playoff. I don't even, the playoffs don't even feel big. So it just felt like, I don't know. It had more of an identity, I thought, in, at Firestone than it now does. Think, just, you maybe give it time. I mean, who knows? But I don't know. It, it's it's a tough scene. So much of this, I think, depends on on how you know the competition goes, which I know is very obvious. But like the first year in Mexico was the best leaderboard, and it was wild, and people were making birdies all over the place. And I think that colors a lot of like, holy shit, this this tournament is so exciting. If that had been a sleepy runaway, like maybe we'd feel differently about Mexico. But now you know, we have these first impressions of, oh my God, anything could happen at this tournament. And it's so wild that have now stuck with us for two or three years. So I hate that, you know, for all the reasons we mentioned up front, like for all the good positive reasons that, you know, there are for a city like Memphis, it's kind of going to get colored now is like, all right, well, it's just, you know, it's boring. Nothing happens there. Whereas if it would have been this Rory Brooks shootout, like I think everybody was hoping, that might have, you know, we might have been feeling a little differently. Which, in their afternoon. defense, like Firestone wasn't usually that exciting. Like it, totally, it, it's yeah. not been a very exciting tournament over the years. It, it, it like, kind of shows it's it's a lot like Tory Pines, where it shows like other than when Steve Williams said it was the greatest win of his <laughs> yeah, career when Adam sick. Scott won. Well, that's what I was gonna. It's, it feels a lot like uh, like Tory Pines, where uh, Tiger or Bay Hill even when like Tiger basically makes it seem like it's a lot more interesting than it is. Mm-hmm. Westwood winning that one year was really cool too. 
I literally don't remember that. <laughs> he had the UPS oh, oh, logo waiting, on his in shirt. Memphis. In Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're yeah. talking about Acker. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think, like, I feel bad sometimes because FedEx puts Whoa, up. This is deep. Cron so feels much. bad about something. <laughs> well, so FedEx puts up so much money and supports the game and the sport that we love mm-hmm. and, you know, makes our favorite players richer than you could ever be in your wildest dreams. It, it's just a weird vibe that like they do all this stuff to support the tour and then you resent them. Well, we don't win. Like we don't win as viewers. It makes the viewing experience worse for us because it's, you know, the the FedEx cup standings updates, all of those, like as much as they supported it, like it doesn't, I I guess the end of the year is a little bit more exciting for fans. But other than that, all that money goes to like the players. And I don't care that much if the, if the players make a ton of money, I mean, the FedEx cup is maybe a little different because it's comical how much money they play for at the end of the year. And like some of those putts are for like seven, $8 million on the 18th green. Like that is freaking comical, I think. But otherwise, like, why would I care how much money the players make? Well, I think my point is just that, that the tour, it's kind of a reflection on the tour. Like the tours managed to make this sponsor that's basically funding the entire tour you know, make them look like the bad guy. almost. <laughs> it's yeah. It, it, it felt a lot like, you know, this thing got, it was a hostage situation and it had to go to Memphis. And I, I think that's where a lot of the initial resentment came from, which I don't think is fair. You know, I think it's, it's more than anything. It's probably FedEx like stepping up and saving an event more mm-hmm. than, more than, you know, ripping it away from, well, from Akron or anything like that. But or ripping it away from, you know, Australia or, or something. Cause I don't, I don't, all the things I think we'd want to see, like probably aren't feasibly or fiscally possible for a lot of reasons we talk about on this podcast a lot, but it's just to your point, it's like on paper, everything feels great. You know, it's like these WGCs are a perfect example of like, imagine, you know, the pre WGC world, if someone sat down and was like, what do you, what is it that you guys want to see? Like, what would make you happy? Like, dude, I don't know. Just like, give me the best players, man. And just like, you know, just let me see those guys on cool courses. And they're like, okay, cool. Here we, we built, we designed this whole thing. It's the WGCs. What do you think? No, that sucks. We don't like it. And so like, I hate being that guy. That's just like, what is What's your idea? Nah, no, not interested. Uh, well, but that's like, just the way the it started to feel. Them, what, what's the point of calling them the WGCs? They're not W. Yeah. They're, like, I guess, cause it pulls players from all over the world in theory. Like, but there, there were you. some guys in the field this week that I legitimately <laughs> never heard of before. Boom, sank sass. <laughs> that's the only thing that's world about them though. I mean, yeah. in the one that they do leave for, I mean, I mean, at least like Mexico is still in North America. Um, but the one they do leave for is China and that's the worst one. So oh, like they've done, that's the worst event on tour. I think. Yeah. Well, so what do you do? What do you do? I mean, what's the answer? Well, is it just get point, rid of these and replace them with normal, quote unquote, normal events? Is it, is it, cause I think the tour, I mean, the tour by and large, like wins in these, they make a fuckload of money on these. They get the best field. They appease their sponsors. They get big crowds at all of them. Like, you know, they're not going to change it just because like we think it's kind of boring. Well, are so are, are ratings just, good? I don't know. I don't know if ratings are great on like anything right now. I mean, so. it's just like everything with ratings is thrown off by the one guy like it's it, yeah. the ratings don't really mean anything because and streaming and, well, and all he, the different ways yeah to but watch he comes and, back just enough to yeah. like screw up all of like well our ratings are, yeah it's down from last year but we had a tiger year last year and like <laughs> right. when you don't like every every tournament rates pretty much the same as well that, I understand. that's what that's randy's whole take is that the cat is basically just like a black hole supernova of <laughs> of the sport he's just he's expanded it to these ridiculous levels it's just gonna all collapse in on itself yeah you guys want to talk some a, brooks? a small bit of dark matter <laughs> You want to talk some Brooks? 
Sure. Let's get to our uh, first voicemails here. Hey, guys. It's uh, Vandy from Orlando. I mean, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The guy shows up 30 minutes before the round. People are freaking out like he's not going to show up. Oh, he shows up. He practiced for about nine minutes. I think he took three swings on the range, maybe nine putts, and uh, and he whooped Roy's ass. Uh, this is just one of the funnier things I've ever seen in golf. I can't wait to see what actually Brooks does next to just one-up how much he could even care less. I mean, he might show up to Augusta Thursday morning, nine minutes before his tee time, and just walk out, choose 65, and leave, and not even answer questions. This is one of the greatest things we're ever going to see, and if you can't appreciate how funny this is, man. Whew. Also, love what you do, and by the way, Ian Baker Finch is making me shove needles through my eyeballs right now. I can't listen to this guy anymore. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Was a, we had to cut out part of that yeah, voicemail because he's kind he was, of spiking the football. He went for end. a long, that guy called like three times, by the way, too, which we, we don't necessarily encourage, but we could only play one of the messages. That was a good call. Uh, I, I do think that to his point, like we don't appreciate Brooks for how like much of a, he's like everything that we would want a golfer to be still, for some reason, people aren't really fully on board. And I, I'm kind of the same way. Like I can't fully, fully buy into him. But like he says all the right things now, and he's is, not a golfer though. He's not. He's I mean, he's listen, not. He's that's not unfair practice. to him. You know? He's not going to practice when he goes home. He made that very clear in his. Uh, in, what was this? He said he was tired in his press conference. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm 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 pretty tired. J- just mentally though. Just not, mentally, not physically. Not physically. <laughs> I'd beat the shit out of you if you want to fight me right now. Uh, I think that what's what's cool about Brooks is a sentence I wouldn't have pictured myself uttering twelve months ago or or two years ago is. Like we stopped recording the podcast to listen to Brooks's press conference when uh, when it went up, which is actually pretty fascinating. I thought that was like the kind of more interesting than a lot of the uh, a lot of the golf we saw. Not you know to anybody's fault, just Brooks made it pretty boring pretty early. But I thought the 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 time to tea time thing. I, I wanted to be a little bit more exciting. He basically diffused that and was kind of like, yeah, I you know everybody's freaking out about this. I usually arrive like fifty five minutes before my tea time on Sundays. And today it was 45 minutes. I did like, like his, yeah, I mean, I don't need to hit balls. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I show up, I'm like stretched and ready to go. Like, I don't need to hit golf balls. <laughs> I don't know. He's like, everybody's like freaking out. I don't know. He's like, I think he said like, yeah, I didn't see, I'm sure you didn't see one ounce of stress on my face. Like I'm, I'm fine. And then he had a cold all week. Yeah, but he's fine. He's fine. I mean, people yeah. go to, go to yeah. work sick all the time. That was a, Clear shot across the bow at Jason Day. <laughs> <laughs> Many shots at Jason yeah. Day on the, yeah. uh, in the press conference. I, that putt that he had on 18, they're like, yeah, and this is for 64. I was like, Jesus, man. <laughs> I know. God, that was a quiet 64. Yeah, that was like the quietest 65 I've ever seen in my life. And part of it's just because he got up and down from everywhere. Uh, Tron, a little stat for you. He got uh, up and down 20 out of 22 times. Why are you directing this? At me? Say, it feels a little Dion dancing Inclu- on top of Tron's grave, including great. nine out of nine times on Friday and seven out of seven times on. Seems Sunday. good. So Tron's chipping's fixed. If you guys are curious, you know Tron, what's keeping you off tour? What's you know what's what's keeping you from taking the next step? Listen, that's that's the kind of stuff you're gonna have to improve. Well, I was excited. We got home and uh, <laughs> we got some some of these Callaway Sure Out wedges they sent to us. Which, yeah, exactly. Like they kind of sent them as a joke, and I'm like, man, maybe I should actually. Use <laughs> no, looking down at it, I'm like, God, this actually looks pretty good. I'm not. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna check my pride, check my ego. I'm gonna go to the range tomorrow and see see how they work. I did enjoy Faldo today saying something. There was you know they're talking about driving distance, how important it was, and. I was like, no, it's not the driving distance that's important. It's the putting. And it's like, literally, man, it is the opposite. Like, you, how can you watch golf and be a six-time major champion and think that? And 
there's a little chart that was floating around uh, Twitter. I don't know where the origin of it came, but Chris Stroud tweeted it at the PGA Tour, very upset <laughs> about this. But he said, very unfortunate that precision, precision has gone out the door. So basically, um, if you average driving between 310 and 320 yards, you made uh, $3.1 million as your average salary. Uh, if you drive it between 300 and 310, 1.3. 290 and 300, just under a million. And the, the chart just like drops off completely. So like, they're like clearly the reward for tons of driving distance is extremely it, They're, they're anti-Brian Gay. Yeah. It's bullshit. <laughs> uh, I do think, I mean, it was a great leaderboard. Brooks, obviously, Webb, uh, three shots back. Leash played really well the uh, last two days. Solo third gets him up to 11th in the all-important FedEx Cup standings. Uh, Fleetwood, Fitzpatrick, Rory, Rom, Poulter. How sick was that shot Bubba hit? Oh, God. That was down, on, a, on 18. He missed the water to the You're left. You're talking about the water he blew yeah. it into the, yeah. like, the dead center of the pod. <laughs> Shout out to Robert Garrigus on that one. That was shades of, of Robert Garrigus from uh, 2013 or whatever year that was. Underrated he, part. He hit the trees left of the pond and then it went into yeah, the pond. Exactly. Um, God, if you if anyone's looking for some uh, schadenfreude, just look up that Robert Garrigus Memphis thing where he had a three shot lead coming to the last hole. And made an eight. Was that when he was putting made with a the, seven. like the th- like the twenty nine inch putters? Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly when it was. <laughs> he did give a pretty good fist pump and too he after he made the putt for triple, the triple, <laughs> and lost in a playoff. Very John Vandeveld style. Do, uh, uh, can anyone tell me who he lost to in the playoff? I think Hold I'm pretty on. sure. Chad Campbell. No idea. I want to say Robert Carlson. Okay, that fresh, sounds right. Fresh off the yips. Big shot, Bob. Yeah. All right, a quick break to tell you about one of our favorite uh, favorite partners and favorite apparel brands. I, I honestly don't think there's a day that goes by where I don't wear Travis Matthew something like of some kind. I wear the shorts almost every day. Predominantly blue. Always blue. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know this. You know me. Come on, TC. Uh, I mean, honestly, I wear I'm wearing the Travis Matthew shirt right now. Blue. It's uh, it is blue. It's actually like eight different shades of blue. <laughs> Uh, it was, I was actually out in Southern California uh, a couple weeks ago and I was wearing Travis Matthew and it felt very, it felt very local. I felt like a local. I fit in. It's inspired by Southern California culture and lifestyle, create high quality men's apparel. They got a full lineup of gear to get you to the course, to the office, end of the weekend, promo code NLU 20, 20% off your next purchase at travismatthew.com. Again, that's NLU 20 to get 20% off your order. Board shorts, button-ups, jeans, outerwear, belts, socks, sandals, shoes, polos. They got everything. I think, DJ, you wanted... Oh what's my God. your favorite? If, if I could suggest, use the 20% on the trifecta pants. Okay. I have a couple pairs of them. I, I wear... It's it's 150 degrees in Florida, and I, I still wear pants a lot just because they're so comfortable. They're light. They don't wrinkle well. You know, they're just... They're, it's they're it's spectacular. You can wear them... You know, you can wear them to, uh, to a, a meeting, to a coffee shop, disruptive meeting. You can wear them on the golf course. You can wear <laughs> from them from the boardroom, from the boardroom to the, to the, to the, the showroom, room. to the grill room, <laughs> to the, uh, the poker room. Solly, you complimented kind of the, the hoodie I was wearing. Yes. That's yeah, my favorite. It's a fire hooder. That's my fire favorite hoodie. hoodie. I need to get one of those. So super light. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like this button up at the top. It's great. Again, travismatthew.com and all you 20 to get 20% off your order. Let's get back to the pod. Um, can you take us through some of the dollar amounts that uh, go along with uh, Brooks's win today, DJ? I know you're a big money guy. A huge money guy. Um, so Brooks wins $1.75 million, I believe, mm-hmm. for the WGC. So that's a pretty good little Sunday in itself. He wins uh, $2 million for the, uh, no free ads, unnamed hotel uh, season-long points race. 
Uh, which I can't wait to get to that. He, yeah. So <laughs> two, that's just, thank you for, uh, thank you for competing and doing everything you would normally do this season. Here's an extra $2 million. And then another million dollars for, uh, the no free ads unnamed. I don't know what they do. Risk assessment, something like that. Large insurance. And- uh, yeah, some, some sort of, uh, risk reward challenge. Uh, so there's another million bucks for, again, doing stuff that, you know, you just you probably found it. out maybe like Monday after the tournament that you that you made birdie and improved your standing on that one. So here's four point seven five million dollars. So if so basically if you took that you took his earnings from today, which I know is is unfair because they're they're built on a whole season's worth of work, but just his purse today and his bonus money would have put him thirteenth on last year's money list. <laughs> and then that's not even so. counting the bonus that he'll get wherever he finishes in the FedEx cup, he doesn't even need to win to make a couple million dollars. I believe that's more. correct. Yeah. 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 Or that's definitely correct. Yeah. 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 So now, I mean, now it's what winner gets 15 this year. Yeah. So this doesn't include the playoffs bonus. So everybody, like if you finish 125th, I don't even know what it went up to this year, but it used to be like, you'd win like 30 grand or something just for finishing 125th. And then that was all the way up to, you know, you obviously won 10, for finishing first. And I think it was three for finishing second. And now that's up to like 15 for finishing first. And I forget what it is for finishing second. So. Well, not only that, you get paid if you're in like the 126 to 150 yeah, range too. You, you do. get, you get yeah. bonuses. You, a, and then. you lost your card and you get a bonus for losing yeah. your card. Well, what's all, what's going to be weird this year. I'm not sure how, the, I know that they kind of did the math on this, you know, tour championship and how they're staggering the field, which is hilarious to think that they are actually going to stagger the field and Give somebody a t- start. Somebody at ten under par. I think I've come all the way around on that. Oh, I, I'm, I'm around. <laughs> I on think it I'm too. in on it. It's a complete joke, it's, but it's um, a sweepstakes. But so, but if you were up near the top of the FedEx Cup in prior years, it was pretty hard to like. If you had a bad week, the Tour Championship, like it cost you, but you wouldn't fall like all the way back thirtieth. The person who starts in yeah, first could hypothetically finish thirtieth. Like you'd have to punt like 10 shots back to the field and then keep falling back. Which but like, I think is kind of sick, right? If everybody's like, I think a big complaint about the the quote unquote playoffs is that they're not, you know, they haven't really been a true playoffs. It's kind of like yeah. a body of work and it's, it's of course, you know, whatever sport you want to compare it to, but it's, you know, so-and-so is 16 and 0 and then they lose in the playoffs and they're out and it, it doesn't matter. So I guess in that regard, it's, it's kind of cool that, you know, there's a little more heft and, and you got to kind of play well the whole time. But I, I think it's kind of, retweaking and retweaking and retweaking something that's obviously been imperfect for, for 13 years, uh, in the hopes that but what happens more if people get, will be able to understand it, which I think they will. So I guess it's probably a step in the right direction. What if you get hurt after 36 holes? That's a great question. And have to withdraw. And like, what if Brooks like hurts his wrist? Again? Well, that's not going to happen. Sick. He'll play through the, yeah. Beat. But like, yeah, you finish the, you go from first to 30th. If you have to withdraw, is that what happens? I don't know. That's a great question. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah. I'm, I'm in on that. Yeah. What if you're like violently ill and you're throwing up? Like somebody could just be out there just bunting the ball around, throwing up in between shots. Can we can we talk about the hotel uh, the hotel points race, oh, please? Yeah, for sure. Do you think that Brooks? This is a theory I'm, I'm working on. Do you think Brooks? So everybody gets pissed when Brooks wins normal PJ Tour events, right? Yeah, it's, he it's should only win his, his his legacy. Exactly. He should only win majors. Uh, but do you think that? So he won this, he won this week, which locked up his $2 million win and rewards thing. Do you think he only won this week because of how much he didn't want to play Wyndham? I think, it was, <laughs> he, but I think they were on him. They have to have 
there was like a detente of some kind or an agreement, a Mexican standoff, a Mexican standoff. between all the guys in the top 10 of that guys. <laughs> no collusion. We don't no want collusion. <laughs> sorry. We don't want to play. Like no nobody wants to play with them, right? We don't want to play. All right. We're all signing the agreement. Nobody's going to go play. Right. And if one person would have committed, then they would be oh, fuck this guy. Now I, I got to go play. Yeah, I heard Xander's playing. Yeah. No, well, fuck. He can't play. <laughs> then we all got to go. So, so nine well, of the top playing. 10 are skipping. Yeah. Who, who's the one guy who's playing? Surprisingly not Kucher. I would have, <laughs> yeah. like, I, I think it's Paul Casey. It maybe It uh, was the only one that was going for it, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know what they thought was going to happen. I guarantee it couldn't have been this, but they, I mean, they fleeced them. They absolutely fleeced them. Look at the schedule. I mean, we're talking about it, right? But like they didn't get any of the players to show. Now it's like the laughing stock. Now, like the, the idea for Wyndham, I'm assuming, was to get players to go to play this tournament. Like they're giving away this big cash prize and they didn't get it. Trying to fill I think those, that's those hotels in Greensboro. Probably too. part of it. I'm, I'm a big part of it, but probably only part of it. I mean, I think the other part is obviously just like the exposure impressions and exposure yeah. for the entire season. So, yeah, which they did. They got that. They course, added a new tab on the website. That's huge. Wyndham rewards, you know, tracker. Um, I will say, I mean, the, the, the field's probably gonna be stronger anyway. Right. Well, to, we were talking about this earlier. I'm actually thrilled that none of the top guys are showing up because the story was at risk, I guess, of shifting to like, who's going to win the Wyndham rewards when the story next week is like, who keeps their card? Like yeah. it is one of the most important weeks. I mean, they're all, they all, the points count the same, but the drama comes down to like, we are actually going to be watching the FedEx cup standings next week. That's the same way we're watching it this week with Reno, what's going on now, but that needs to be the story. And it's one of the best subplots of the year uh, for any tournament really. And it's same as, you know, when it comes down to the final web events and the web finals and all that, that there's a lot of livelihoods on the line next week. Like and people so, are playing for real stuff. Yeah. Like their livelihood, their career. You know? Well, and it just kind of, you know, hit, hit me even harder once. I mean, everybody knows the PJ tour plays for a shitload of money, but seeing like some of our friends go from web tour to PJ tour have shitty years and make like $600,000. Like you literally play for 10 X every time you tee it up yeah. than what you're playing for the previous year. And that has a huge, huge impact on a lot of guys. So totally. let's get to uh, another voicemail here. This is Connor from Atlanta. I was wondering if the Atlantic paranormal society will be launching an investigation into TBC Southland regarding the ghost of Rory McIlroy haunting the grounds. I was just, I just want to call about that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> it's a really important, important and great question. We got um, a lot of calls about Rory. Look, he didn't look alive out there today. What do they call that when the, like the, it's like in the rock when the body, like you the know, post-mortem, the like, leg is yeah. still twitching. <laughs> Randy's not here to, 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 to defend his, uh, to, for, you know, bearing. Defend. Which, I think he'd be, well, I think he'd be oh, he spiking had, the football. Very man. true. <laughs> D- to answer this call, I should say also the Irish newspapers picking up the big Randy <laughs> read a death sentence out loud. American, cor- American golf correspondent. <laughs> U.S. Phil golf correspondent. Big Randy Landis. <laughs> If you guys happen to miss that, uh, it's floating around out there somewhere. But in fairness, they said, in fairness, the American journalist did say that Dustin Johnson has 12 months to live. Uh, Yeah. In fairness, I believe he was working on a quote bit. End quote. (laughs) End quote. End quote. Sal, you were a little fired up about... your boy Norin. Well, I was going to wait for you guys to apologize. Well, we got to get to Rory here. Okay, first. yeah. Okay. I'll let you guys think. Uh, get I mean, what, some time to what apologize. What is there to say about Rory? There's it's, nothing to say. I know. There's really not much Dude, to say. What did he do? What did he shoot today? One over. But I would have been mad either way. If you'd have won, I'd have been even more mad. That's I a, think that's a good point. Like where was this last week? Um, Porter tweeted out his like last 17 rounds on tour and how bad that 79 like stands out as an outlier. Uh, today was not good, but like 
I don't know. I don't think it says anything more. He's had such a great season outside of the majors. Like this today doesn't take anything away from that. He's played so much good golf. He's been close in a lot of tournaments. He's won tournament, two tournaments or just one. He's won just the players. No, he's won twice. He's won. But anyway, he won the players in the Canadian open. Oh, yeah. the Canadian. That's yeah. right. He yeah. won that by like 25. I thought he won another one, but maybe not. No, this would have been third. Um, yeah. So like, I, they, I don't think this fits any kind of narrative of like, yeah, Rory just like can't close. Like, No, he's had an unbelievable season. The issue has been that he hasn't stepped up in the majors in particular. And so like not getting it done against the number one player in the world today doesn't really change how I feel. about. Yeah, it looked season. like a lot of what we were talking about back in, you know, February and March before he won the players, you know, when it was like, I don't know, can he close? What's going yeah. on? What's going on with Rory? You see Sunday fades. And granted, like it, it, it was that for sure. I mean, I don't know how you I'm saying this as like a shitty eight handicap, <laughs> of course. Like I, I don't that is not lost on me, but I don't know how you can. Like every fucking hole, it seemed like he just—he's three thirty in the middle of the fairway, he was blowing it. Past <laughs> yeah, and like, God, how do you shoot one over from there, man? Yeah, like holy cow. So is Sawgrass? Is it like a safe space for people who maybe aren't the best closers, like Ricky, Rory? Uh, I don't know if Rory's not Sergio. a good closer. Sergio, yeah. Rory might be the closer. Like when he's had chances in majors, he's yeah. won them all. Like yeah. that's the kind of thing that it, it, almost all of them, the really 2010 at uh, whistling straights, he had a putt on the 18th green to get into the playoff and he missed it. But other than that, like when he's been close, that's what's been made me wonder are like the majors somewhat outliers. Like statistically, should he have won like from a probability standpoint, should he have won four of them? And I know he vaporized the field and at the 2012 PGA 2011 U S open, but I don't know. Like, is that is a true representation of his talent? I, I would say so, but yeah. like, it still is kind of a little question. I don't know, question mark on his major total. I saw a stat from the PJ Tour. This would have been the fourth time that he. Uh, oh gosh, Morikawa just made a long birdie on seventeen to take the lead. <laughs> <laughs> we'll follow this story as it develops. I, I'm I'm tracking on my phone because I, I can't look at Troy Merritt. Sure. <laughs> uh, this would have been the fourth time Rory won in the start after missing a cut, which is hmm. kind of interesting. Good bounce back player. Yeah. Three birdies in a row for Morikawa. Huge. Um, but uh, yeah. So on the, to your point, Tron, are you, are you ready to apologize no, for the norm? No, Well, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> well, start at the beginning. There were here. a few guys. Start at the beginning. There were a few guys in the field this week, courtesy of their, of their OWGR standing. Boom. Boom. Well, yeah. <laughs> Let's, of course. Um, but like, like Cam Smith, not having a great year, hemorrhaging FedEx cup. And all of a sudden he's, Right back in the mix now because of, uh, and then so Norin, explain Norin. My point was I, th- this new point in the calendar for this WGC, and I, I there's definitely an argument out there that like the, the points, the order in which you earn them doesn't really matter. And if this event was still in June, why why is this event where it is? They just won it before the I think playoffs. Was, I mean, it was the same. This is the timing that the Firestone event was. That's I would have to say that's part of the reason. But anyways, at this point of the season. For somebody like Norin, who has had a, by all accounts, a very poor season on the PGA Tour, he's 136th in the FedEx Cup and in danger of losing his card, two weeks left in the season to earn it. He gets into an event that doesn't have a cut, that is a FedEx, a juiced up FedEx Cup week. He only has 80 guys to play against, and he is able to earn point while the rest of the guys grinding for their cards are in Reno. He gets like this exemption based on his world ranking and the fact that he's on the Ryder Cup team. 
to, you know, bump, see bumps. I think Daniel Berger outside the top 125 as of right now. It's like an earned income credit, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he had all that money sitting in the bank, man. Yeah. That's, you know, that that's well, the, the, the stemming of this I, I lost, argument, I lost the trail of that metaphor. I don't, I don't know. Well, the stemming of this argument was me saying that Norn was not a top 10 player in the world. And now these play on the PGA tour. We're arguing about whether or not he's going to be in the top 125. Well, listen, that year. was rest my case. No, listen, that was this argument started like two years ago. Exactly. And two years ago at that time, he was a top 10 player in the world because of all the Euro events. Correct. <laughs> that, that was the point. <laughs> no, he was contending all the time. He said like a couple top fives on the well, PGA tour. He just tour. doesn't play over. He wasn't playing over He's here. He's played full much. time on the PGA now tour. Now he has. Now he, he almost stinks. won last year. Bubble he, won three times last year. Now he stinks. Like, listen, <laughs> that shit happened. He was top 10 when he was going to play on the Euro tour. And now he's uh, in danger of falling outside the top 50. You're being jingoistic Solly again. It just, I, it does suck that it's a no cut event. Guys can show up, finish last place, and still get world ranking points. Shout out to Poom. Like not, is that still the case? I don't think you get world ranking points for finishing last anymore. I know you don't get FedEx Cup points. At okay. like the bottom like 20-ish percent of the field don't get FedEx Cup points, I don't believe. but I remember looking at it a, few years, like a couple years ago, and it, it might not have been last place, but the guy who finished like second to last got a point or two. Well, they, they definitely get cash. I yeah. knew that. But uh, I don't think... I think it was... the. You may be thinking more of the hero, where like if you finish dead last, I think you do get you points. Do points yeah which that is messed up field yeah um but anyways the, the whole point is kind of <laughs> it just feels weird at this point of the season that somebody's getting points to determine their livelihood when he's kind of afforded a luxury based off based off nothing that happened this year like mm-hmm. he's to this point he's not played himself into the playoffs and he gets a nice break right before it's like a get out of jail free card <laughs> i guess yeah uh, i don't know I think it, just seemed, it just seemed a little fishy to me this is not, not nor like how Norn should play how it. was Furick in the field He's top 50 in the world. Really? That's how. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How old is he? 49? 49. I think, I mean, he finished second at Sawgrass, which is like the That's juiciest of points. That's what it was. Yeah. That will, that'll get you a nice little bump there. Furyk uh, might be, we should be having a conversation. I know you ride for Brian Gabe. We should be having a conversation about Furyk being the greatest golfer of all time. He's up there. I would listen to that argument very yeah. much so. Yeah. He's 48th in the world right now. So. Uh, anyways, just to the point of, you know, after us being out there in Reno and whatnot and seeing guys grind for their card, I looked up and I'm like, whoa, that is a pretty nice little benefit here to get to play a no cut event and, uh, maybe lock up your card because of it for next year. I think so. we, we talk about that, you know, I know you're, this is kind of a, a European bent to it, the conversation we're having now, but it's like, I think this is kind of indicative of why it's so hard to fall out of that top 50, right? I mean, for, for anybody, like Furyk's a, a good example, you it's know, like you you're just, in, you're in. Yeah. It's, you know, I, obviously it happens, but it's, it's but Furyk dropped out like way down and he totally. earned his way back. Oh, well, that's right. It, like it happens eventually, but like you see guys hang around in that like 35, you know, number for a really long time because you you just get these free points and you get into so many more events and obviously you get it for a reason. You get it. You know, you're, you're up there because you probably won something or, or finished high. So it's what if we had it's one, not a perfect system. What if we had one death panel uh, spot like selection per year for a guy in the top 50? That'd be very interesting. You know, what would you, you just take their card away? Yeah, you just take their card away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send that over. I'm sure I'm sure they're working on that one already <laughs> as it is. But uh, uh, you know, a great idea. Last thing on Memphis that I want to say, unless you guys have anything else, but as cheesy as it, as it might sound, I thought the Brooks hospital stuff was really cool. I don't think we've ever heard like heartfelt Brooks. And he said that like three or four times. I know they kind of beat it up on the broadcast a little bit too, but in his post round interview too, I mean, he said literally like word for word, like the hospital visits have like legitimately changed my life. Like to going that, there yeah. gave me so much perspective and that can be such a throwaway line, you know, for guys. And, and a lot of them do this week, but 
we've talked about this a lot with the PJ tour. Like the charity stuff is no joke. It's, it's easy to kind of goof on and, and easy to say like it gets worked into too much stuff, but when it's good, man, like it's, it's so impactful and important. And so I, I don't know. I thought that was cool to hear from Brooks to that point, guys that, you know, we, that we talked to about this event seem to talk about that in a totally different, yeah. like it's not going through the motions. It's like legitimately what they do with St. Jude is incredible. And they do feel like inspired and like just watching the little interactions. I know they're kind of forced for TV and stuff that they show on there, but it feels real. It feels somewhat real. I don't know why, but they know their know them by name and it just feels actually pretty good. So yeah. to their credit, and again, that none of the issues we have with this event are anything <laughs> right. related to that at all. It's like um, when people, when they had the PGA in St. Louis, Everyone's like, why do you hate St. Louis so much? I don't hate it's St. It's not Louis. about your city. Yeah. Yeah. And they actually got good weather this week. I think it was not, wasn't as hot as they thought it was going to be. Right. It was cool. I, I just seeing Kepka walk off and then Ricky, his caddy, who's also a good player in his own right, <laughs> uh, talk to the, the kid on the uh, on the 18th green. I thought that was that was pretty cool. And so. report reports that Penny Hardaway were out, was out there as well. T.O. was out there, too. He Penny was Hardaway was the uh, head coach at, at University of Memphis. Really? Yeah. Read first, a book, man. First, Num- number one recruiting class. This first year. time hearing of this. All right, let's move on and talk a little. The guy Reno. from the Little Penny commercials, <laughs> little like Penny Hardaway <laughs> and Fernie Hardaway. Yeah, yeah. Huh. not not you know? Little Penny though, like the big one. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> real Penny, but the guy from the commercials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also he played basketball for a, yeah. a long time too. What do you know about that? It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Times the world's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about Reno. It's not over yet. Uh, Colin Morikawa is threatening to win uh, against Troy Merritt here coming down the stretch. But uh, TC and I got to go out to Reno Tahoe this week. Um, Guys, tell me about it. Uh, it, was, it was invigorating. Yeah, TC, this has been a, a top of your bucket list for quite some time. Yeah, this one. And uh, I still need to go to the John Deere at some point. But uh, but yeah, I'd never been to Tahoe. I'd never been to Reno before. Um, we had an opportunity to go out there. Stayed downtown, one of the casinos, Silver Legacy. Stayed out of the casino for the most part. We spent the first the, night the, down the, there. The, the first two nights we were down there. Uh, John Daly had a big. Yeah, I was gonna say we got some stories from that. Like we we were, we couldn't really film much of anything that we did out there, uh, especially the casino night. But man, it was funny to just. It, I don't know. We talk a lot about the tour kind of losing its fun edge and like drinking and partying. And like, it was wild to like walk down the downstairs of the casino and be like, Oh yeah, there's Pat Perez shooting craps. And Oh, there's Harris English playing blackjack and Emiliano Grillo's running around. And he said, he's up five grand. And next I see him, he's up three K and down one K like, it's just ups and downs. And, uh, it was like the closest you can get to like experiencing the PGA tour party scene, but everybody says the Greenbrier is the only gambling scene, even beyond the Reno one where, well, get, you like have to gamble at Greenbrier. There's nothing yeah, else. To yeah. Do. So like everybody's in the casino every night and just, but, but yeah, uh, Daly was playing the slots. The legends will have it that he was uh, sit, seated between two slot machines. Did this get reported anywhere? Uh, this is the coming from the no leg up yeah. podcast. Must, <laughs> must cite, credit. Must yeah. credit. No leg up podcast. Uh, he had was pulling two machines at once. I think, it, I think it was a thousand dollars a pull is what I heard. Um, and that might not be right. That part might not be right. But what happened next yeah. is right. And then he hit the $180,000 jackpot. (laughs) (laughs) He was, I believe you said drinking straight vodka with no ice. That's like, that's, that's the JD way. I think Uh, according to reports, (laughs) according to reports also uh, began licking the slot machine after he hit the jackpot (laughs) as one does and then fell over and was escorted out of the casino had to carry him out, which was the best thing that could have happened to him because he probably would have gambled all that money right back. He made the cut this week too. He he did. Congratulations. His swing's still like, you know, for all his health troubles and, you know, I mean, he's, he's looking a little ragged, but 
His swing still looks good. Oh, it's, yeah, it's still... His divot pattern, on the other hand, was an absolute disaster. <laughs> it was like... all oh, scattered? Randy, Randy would have loved it. Oh, it was so scattered. It wasn't even like a one little patch or, or strips. It was just randomly putting balls and just making the worst possible yeah. divot pattern. But we heard him... He's an him, artist, man. We heard him on the pro, during the Pro-Am like recount the, the night to somebody else and say something like him. Basically, he wasn't remembering any of it. And so, holy shit. Yeah, it was. We didn't get to see, see this, but this like this yeah, happened. We this were was, at the pro-am draw party. Pro-am party. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know if he was supposed to be at that or not. But uh, anyways, we got to play the pro-am with Pat Perez, which was awesome. Um, what was your, what were your expectations going into Yeah, I think, Pat? I don't know, Pat, I've always, I've, I've never, you know, I've met him a couple of times before, but I always felt like, he, you know, it was like the the don't give a fuck stuff was maybe overplayed or maybe like, no, he truly like, he just doesn't, he was so laid back, but he was also super thoughtful and engaging and like really switched on, which, yeah, it was like, we had great conversation all day. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he needs, he was really frank about certain stuff about why he plays golf. He's like, dude, I can't make $2 million a year, you know, $5 million a year doing anything else. Like that's mm-hmm. why I play golf. Um, but I was also just super impressed with, he owns his swing. He I mean, is a ball striker, man. He he didn't like he, he missed maybe three shots that day and he dropped another ball and absolutely flushed the next one into exactly what he was saying. He, so it just premium ball striker. Yeah. He's about as good a company as you can have for 18 holes for a pro am. Um uh, to your point, I just thought like he kind of his I don't want to call it an act, but like I just remember after he won the CIMB, he's just like, I'm gonna be the same guy, I'm not gonna work out. Kind of felt like playing to the crowd a little bit. Like a shtick a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But you do talk to him and it's just like you wish other people would be that real. And he's also not afraid to be that person when the mics are on. And yeah, like that that quote, I was like, I asked him, like, do you love golf? And he's like, you know, no, I don't. Like get like at this age, playing tournament golf, like you know, 19 years of this, it's not that fun, but like it's a great way to make a living. And, I, and he's had <laughs> his card for 19 years in a row. 19 is, consecutive geez, years, nuts. which is nuts. And uh, he said something too. He's got, you know, he's exempt for next year because of his win at the CIMB. He won the best possible tournament to win pretty much, right. which is CIMB because you get a full year of exemption and then two years after that. And he's like, I've got... Uh, they got rid of it now, right? There's no, there's, there's no more CIMB? Oh, yeah. They've got rid of the CIMB. Um, but yeah, if you win an f- event in the fall, it's like the best possible time to do it. Uh, and then he's got an exemption for... He's going to eventually have made 300 cuts. I think he's 11 away from that. His caddy... The, the JJ, JJ Henry. The JJ Henry. Yeah. The Purple Mamba um, role. And he's also going to be top 50 in career earnings. And he'll get another year of exemption for that whenever he needs it. Um, so he's like, I'm good until I'm like 47. It's basically, this is a really interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah. but for somebody that's earned it for 19 straight years, yeah. it's, that's seriously, seriously impressive. But man, it was, it was, I mean, we got to do a podcast with, if you guys haven't, uh, for those that like don't follow us on social media and saw Jason, uh, sorry, Tim Heron and Jason bone pop up on your podcast feed and skipped it. I don't blame you. Like, it, it, like on the surface, that isn't like the one that jumps off the page. You would be making a huge mistake if you're listening to us sit around and talk and not listening to those guys. You're doing something wrong. So, <laughs> so please go back and listen to that. Uh, he is like Jason Bone. I will say it. I'm not afraid to say it is the most entertaining person in golf. Yeah. How about that? Like yeah. I he was a I, tour de force and I did not know that going into the week, like not even remotely. We got done with it. We're like, shit, can we record three more hours? Yes. And then we then that night we ended up they had like a little speaking thing for him and Colin Morikawa, uh, for, for, for the Barracuda folks, we were up in the C-suite. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, 
And he just kept it rolling, man. He had just so many stories. I mean, guilty as charged with the stories. (laughs) He just tells them so well. He's up there just drinking wine, but he is like the perfect level of guy that doesn't have to give a fuck and doesn't have any like like he has sponsors, but doesn't have any like image to protect and will give you the stories. So I I was thrilled. I mean, I know this is obvious based on what you're saying, but looking at the Barracuda leaderboard and looking at you know kind of some of the trends in golf and stuff, it's like those are the personalities, man, that really, really, really need to be brought out. And, and like, I promise they're out there and I promise that not everybody is a robot. Like people think, and I, like, I don't know how else you make the 3M championships and the John Deere's and the Wyndham's and like those tournaments of the world. I don't know how, I don't know how they're entertaining 10 years from now. If, if you're not bringing those personalities mm-hmm. out of people, yeah. you know what I mean? What it, do you think Jason Bones career earnings are? more than whatever I'm going to guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm bad at this. Like I don't know. 16 and a half million dollars, something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. And I, yeah, I don't think he's like, you know, I don't think he's walking into to target and, and getting beaten up for autographs or uh, exactly. photos. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's a pretty, he's got a pretty good spot in the, and then in on the, the world f- of golf. So on the flip side, like you've, you've got all these veterans out there who are, you know, like Duval was in the field. Um, Trial oh, direct on. shot it. I, you know, all the people saying he's a ceremonial golfer. Yeah, for real, for real. Um, no, uh, Duvall's in the field. Purple Mamba was out there, of course. JJ Henry. Uh, he was, he's, he's a freaking unit. He's an man. absolute unit. Uh, in awe of the size of JJ Henry. Uh, <laughs> he wasn't wearing purple and Tron was really? like, he, yeah, was, was, he was hung up. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he saves it for Sunday. He was going to get a picture with him, but he couldn't because he wasn't wearing purple. Uh, I got, got, <laughs> <laughs> got to hang out with Catman and Strever. Uh, a lot. Um, Big but, week for Streb. Well, I'm, I'm curious to ask you. I know you've kind of been uh, the on police watch for the exemptions and the given out to guys in that 45 to 50. Uh, the report's age, forthcoming. 45 to 49 <laughs> age range. Did talking to those two guys change your perspective on any of that at all? Well, no. I mean, I think those guys, like, they're not on sponsor exemptions. They're like Lumpy's there because he's a, like, he's playing out of that category. Like, they're both playing yeah. out of, you know, past champ category. So I don't have a problem with those guys. I think. We talked a lot with them about lowering the age for the champions tour to 45. Cause I think that would, that would solve a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, get rid of those guys that are kind of caught in the middle, especially well, the guys that are playing weekly out on the corn ferry that are taking up spots from the young guys, mm-hmm. like a Frank Licklider. Yeah. <laughs> he will name names. <laughs> it just felt so the word, um, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for because it's all relative because Lumpy's made 19 million and Jason bones made 16 million, but it was weird to kind of see, guys that clearly still have talent can clearly still play this game and really not having anywhere to play. Like that age range is just like the no man's land Mm -hmm. for, uh, for professional golfers. And again, like I care a lot more about, you know, seeing the young guys grind and guys that haven't made their first million yet, but, uh, it is like a matter of time, I think before the senior tour lowers it to 47 or something like that. And then on the flip side too, you've got, you know, Morikawa is leading right now. You got John Chin, Charlie Danielson, uh, I know they gave an exemption to um, Dylan uh, Meyer, uh, Dylan. Yeah. DJ defunct Dylan Meyer. Uh, they also gave an exemption. Oh, I think Danielson was, was that exemption too, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Will Gordon. Yeah. Yeah. Too, yeah. He's too. playing well. I think. We played, played roulette the other night with him <laughs> a few hours. <laughs> he had never played roulette before. And he just kept winning. And I was like, yeah, dude, this don't get used to this. It doesn't normally work like this. Did, uh, did the boys play any golf while you're out there? We did Played a little golf. We played yeah, at yeah. Grizzly ranch uh, over across the border in California. Well, and first of all, we played in the pro-am and the pro-am I, I 
I've never chipped that bad. Ever. It was like a parody. Yeah. <laughs> we did, Pat was roasting him. Uh, and I know that if you saw our Instagram story, Tron did chunk a driver with the track man. I will that disclaim. Was a tough scene. Well, he accidentally was handed my driver. And, oh, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, God, I like, I'm, I've been drinking today, but I'm not that <laughs> fucked up. Like this grip feels weird. Like extra stiff shaft was not good yeah. for TC. I've got an extra stiff shaft. I use oh, okay. yeah. Why? Why? <laughs> I have an 85 extra, extra, my, cause I want my dispersion tight, <laughs> which it is. Um, but it, I, I did hit a 400 yard drive on 17. He did. He did. That was one of the better drives I've ever hit before. So playing at altitude, first of all, it, it's kind of, it's weird trying to like figure out how to get your ball to really apex, but the 17th hole there, uh, we gunned it and we had these new fancy range finders that, that adjust for altitude and for uh, elevation C's, and C's barometric speed. pressure. Yeah. It was 415 actual 321 adjusted. So there's a 96 yard <laughs> adjustment and TC almost drove the green on that hole. So, uh, yeah, it was 466 from the tips and those guys are hitting four five iron off the tee yeah um Nuts. but yeah and then uh actually got some got some pointers from pat's coach uh drew steckle drew, yeah. yeah drew and uh they were he was fa- he was fantastic pat's caddy they've been together 28 years 28 years from when he was an amateur well, i was like doing that i was like wait you've only you're a tour card 19 years he's like yeah <laughs> on my back when i was an amateur Holy nuts yeah, yeah. And so like, we were like, yeah, how many starts away? How many cuts away are you from 300? And he's like, and this caddy's like 11. <laughs> <laughs> he knew the number yeah. immediately. Uh, yeah. We played uh, Grizzly Ranch. It's a Bob Cup design. Uh, some funky par fives out there. Some really good uh, short fours. Um, played with the winner of The Bachelorette, <laughs> Garrett is, Yergorian. I think he, uh, he showed us his Instagram page. He had 96%. He has like 750,000 followers and 96% of them are women. <laughs> We're like low-key deep in the in the Bachelor, Bachelorette. Scene. Seriously. That's exactly right. Yeah, Shout might out kinda, to Ben Higgins. It might yeah. kind of be our block, I yeah. think, here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he lives. He, he played baseball at Nevada, Reno, and then went to uh, went on the show. He's still with the the lovely young woman that was the Bachelorette. And uh, they live down in Carlsbad now. So guys, more college is birdie day team. It's happening. So Merritt needs to Merritt eagle needs it. to eagle. Wow. Holy shit, man. What a, God, this, he was so, Morikawa was so freaking impressive. This yeah. Just hearing him talk and he's a grown watching up, him yeah. play. And he's, he's like wise beyond his years. He's a really sharp kid. What, yeah. uh, what was your guys' impression of, of Reno in general? I loved it. It was weird and cool and like there was so much to do and like it, it was it was pouring rain on friday so we're at the tournament on friday they they suspended play and we're like well shit let's just drive back over the lake drive over across the mountains back over the lake it's sunny over there um we played at one of the best mini golf courses oh god <laughs> well, we, we'll probably we gotta, throw up the instagram we gotta story put on the instagram on story Monday, eventually yeah. but it was like the coolest mini golf course we've 30, ever seen 36 hole complex yeah uh, Mountain in a lake course. Was it a mountain? It was a mountain in the lake course. It was a doke redesign. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of the features were like it was. It was built in 1956, I think. But you had to do all this screwy stuff. You had to like sit on a fire hydrant on one of them. You had to do one left-handed. You had to do one like a pool shot. I think that's how you protect par with some of these. There's some of these. You well, know, there were, there the were goes f- so far. There were a few designs that were a little bit look at me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the volcano template was a little bit challenging. I made a yeah. ten on that hole. Um, but no, we then we played old Brockway, a little nine hole course there. Um, original and, site of the, the, uh, Crosby clam bake. Yeah. That was Dude, wild. Tahoe, I, uh, Tahoe in like the forties and fifties had oh, to be quite a scene. Back when you know. Sinatra owned the, yes. the Cal Neva, uh, casino. Yeah. I'd never been Tahoe before. It was, we sat out on the dock at the, 
outside the Hyatt there and just had drinks one night. Um, and yeah, I mean, might be the nicest place in the world. Seriously. <laughs> I got deep into a, a Tahoe rabbit hole, uh, because we filmed forthcoming, uh, after tour sauce wraps up, you guys can look forward to uh, another season of strapped, which was in Reno, but yeah, kind of just going down and digging up some stuff on like old Tahoe and what it was like. Yeah. If anyone's if, uh, looking for a movie recommendation, by the way, bad times at the El Royale, it's all about like this hotel in old Tahoe, but I'll leave it at that strongest recommendation. I went deep down the Reno Wikipedia thing, just about, you know, how it was the main gaming spot before Vegas. And then, you know, Vegas came along and then it's Vegas without the douche factor. I totally yeah, agree. It's very yeah. real. And there's like, some, there's some rough spots for sure. Yeah. yeah like I, I, I think it's gritty. Yeah. Not to, not to gloss over any of that, but I mean, it's just, yeah, there's no Steve Aoki's not fucking <laughs> running around there and throwing like, cakes at people. Yeah. There's nobody like beating you up on the street with like handing you gross flyers and like stuff like that. It's just, there was, I don't know, man. It, it felt the, the coffee scene was really strong. Yeah. Curtis was raving about it. We went to a couple different places. One was like right on the river. Um, the world, uh, the, the bowling stadium. Did you see that? No. They have, it's like the national bowling stadium. It's this, <laughs> I they, missed that. they've got like 80 lanes in there and you know, a few thousand people can fit in there and they have all these big bowling. It's a perfect, weird little place for straps. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, exactly. I think there's, people are going to like some, some of the stuff that comes out. The world there. Scrabble championship was, <laughs> was going on while, while we were there. All things you guys could check out yeah. in, in the beautiful city of but, Reno. But there was so much good golf. Well, like, that 18th hole scene too, at, actually oh. at the Barracuda was incredible. It was seriously cool. It's a tough course to walk. So kind of the fans really congregate there on the 18th green, that finishing par five uh, and that scene right behind it. people playing bags back there. And it just is like, yeah. it, it was like a, it was like if the, if the tour, if the PGA tour and the corn Ferry tour had a baby, it's like kind of what the event is like size wise. Most aspirational vibe you could have for, yeah. and then, um, but yeah, like Martis camp, clear Creek, um, Edgewood over at the lake. There's a bunch of good courses in and around Reno. Some of the ones that you guys played, mm -hmm. Um, just like really cool, funky place. I, I liked it. I can't wait to go back. Troy Merritt hit it right at the pin, short of the green. He's going to have to chip in for the win. Otherwise, Colin Morikawa, your champion. Unbelievable, man. I That's mean, this class, like, there's no other way to like, it's like a hard thing to tweet. Like, wow, really impressive play. But how do you like describe the, what this class is doing immediately? Well, that was the interesting thing about talking to Will Gordon the other night. Cause he's, he's like the fifth guy. <laughs> Forgot there's right. only four exemptions for, right, yeah. for a lot of these events. So he's like, man, I'm like, it's cool to see these guys playing well, but like I'm here too. And like, I want to get into these fields, but like I can't, cause these guys are just, you know, bogarting all the spots. And <laughs> now the wolf is one that, yeah. Helps. So yeah. that, so that helped him out a bunch. Um, and, guy from Vandy. Yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah, God, it's just nuts, man. I mean, they're so freaking polished. And like we said, we talked to Morikawa. Just, I, I like talking to the rookies just about, cause it seems like everyone has a lessons learned from in that. And it seems like one of his was, He's going like he was like looking around and be like, oh, I need to be grinding so hard because all these guys are on the range so much. And he's like, I was beating myself up to death. Like I got out of my routine immediately, just like watching all the tour yeah. guys hit so many range balls. So seems to have adjusted pretty yeah, well. Like he adjusted quickly. Unbelievable. And is is Hovland underachieving at this point? Has to be. <laughs> he hasn't won in like five starts, <laughs> six starts. Well, this so this gets Morikawa into the playoffs. I mean, two year exemption. He's going to get his. If Troy Merritt doesn't chip in. Well, yeah, he was going to he was going to get his card anyways uh, or he already had his card locked up for next year and i would imagine it would take a minor miracle for him to not uh get it for next year but well so speaking of people getting their cards big shout out on the uh the corn fairy tour to our man harry higgs tron and i played in a pro-am with him at uh savannah at least nine holes of the pro-am 
uh, Harry, the Hitman. Harry, the Hitman Higgs, uh, giant fan. I'm a giant fan. Yeah. Like, I, I think that he is exactly kind of the, the type guy that PJ tour needs. He's, he's kind of big and a little brash and a little, uh, just like, I know people throw this around all the time, but like, I, I can't picture a better guy to like have a beer with, you know, just yeah. among the most normal, the more normal dudes we've, we've met out there. He's from KC. He absolutely pounds it. And yeah, he's just funny. He's his own person and he'll tell you what's on his mind, which is <laughs> yeah. sweet. I think he's uh, I think he's going to be a very high draft pick in the, in the Fred X cup next year. Yeah. That's exciting. I mean, he's going to be an easy guy to root for and somebody we're going to, we'll have on the pod eventually. Yeah. We need, well. to, need yeah. to make that happen. We were supposed to record with Pat Perez while we were out there. Um, he ended up gambling instead, <laughs> instead of recording. So we didn't end up recording that one. Got a rain uh, check though. Yeah. He says he will, he will come on sometime and, uh, well, that, that will surely, surely be must listen. I didn't watch. I tuned in a little bit to watch the Avion this morning. Jin Young Ko won. Uh, it was 108 there at one point this week. And Jesus. today it was like with long sleeves and and rain gear. I mean, it, like the, the a cold front finally rolled through. What's with that event? I just can't get a sense of it. I know it's just, it's, it's kind of just a major because they call it a major. Uh, it's, if you dig too deep on it, you start asking yourself, wait, what is a major? Like, what, <laughs> well, then what even is a major man? Some of those pictures. Oh, uh, it was a fairways. tough scene. Yeah. I think, I don't know what, how bad, bad winter. I wonder if the heat, I think a bad winter and a horrible heat, but it was like horrible splotches in the fairway and like really some rough, rough scenes and condition wise, like looked like, they should have resotted this before the tournament. Probably. I don't know. Troy Merritt hit a great chip. Did not go in. Colin, Colin Morkow, your champion. Unbelievable. Unreal. Um, <laughs> I mean, he like came in as a featured guy. He was doing, he had, one guy did the press conference while we were there. It was him. And he like, when you're a sponsor's exemption, you got to do a little bit of right. other sponsor stuff. And he had to do a Q and a with Jason bone. Uh, and it was amazing to listen to how polished he was and how, Bone was absolutely letting it fly. And I think uh, Morikawa got pretty red faced at one point <laughs> hearing some of Bone's stories. But uh, he's the, I mean, God, that's unbelievable. I Unreal, like five what is times, that, five events or six events since those six, guys yeah. graduated? And Wolf and Morikawa are already winners. Unbelievable. Um, so Jin Young Ko, she uh, won her second major of the year. Sung Young Park had a really rough uh, Sunday and gave it away. Jennifer Kupcha. Almost tracked her down. She yeah. made, she shot like sixty six or sixty seven today. I missed um, it. I was so I was so hungry. Well, yeah. Tell us what happened. <laughs> tell us what happened to your uh, your night last night. <laughs> we went to the Hiration concert down in St Augustine. Great time. Um, actually, went with these two miscreants and their their significant <laughs> others, and then uh, met Johnny Thompson, the Callaway Tech down there, and then uh, Steve Lear and Paula Lear, Maddie Kelly's. Uh, Holy uh, name drops here, Tron. Get to the story. Uh, uh, Super Chef Bobby Flay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm still like... So, yeah, we had a big night. Uh, on the way home, I puked in the Uber. <laughs> <laughs> and Ale Alex always... So my wife always brags about her five... Her 5.0 oh, rating. Oh no! So I was like, I'm sorry about your rating. You know, it was a, it was a $200 cleaning fee and stuff. Is it? Yeah. Oh. But uh, but yeah, I mean, seems fair. The guy was cool, and it was it was like it was non it was non stinky vomit. But but yeah, every time I <laughs> every time I hang out with Maddie's in laws, I'd like to ask that guy if that was if he agreed with that. Were they in the car? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Well, where, every time. Where were you sitting? I've I've puked three times in the last like five years, and two of the three have been oh. when I've been with Steve. <laughs> And like he just got he 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 sends it, man. So uh, where were you sitting in the car? I it was like two. It was a Dodge Caravan. And it was two captain's chairs. So oh, I was okay. in the right captain's chair. <laughs> it's right so, in the middle, though. But you can't roll the window down. 
Brutal. You, you, know? you didn't feel it coming. You didn't warn the driver. You could oh, pull man. over. It was. It was just. It was. But it was non-stinky. Well, it was I, non-stinky. I had to go pick up the, the Tron. Had the drone at his house. I had to go pick it up from him today, and I, I tried messaging him. To, he was not fit to fly. Today. I messaged. <laughs> I messaged Tron, him. You're, I'm like, you're hey, off the mission. Hey, can I get the drone? He never replied, and I was passing his house anyway. So I just pop in and ring, knock on the door, and he comes to the door, just looking. Freddie and I were taking naps. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he did not look right. Like it's. I felt like I'd <laughs> interrupted like a funeral of some kind. He was a dead man walking. Uh, and, uh, but hell of a show by the Iration guys. Push yeah. gave a shout out to Taurus sauce right before he played already gold, which was hilarious. Such a fun venue. Oh, it's a great, great event. So thanks to those guys for having us out. And, last, uh, uh, last thing I had on my list, you guys see the, uh, news from Bob Herrig, uh, skins game coming back in Japan. I saw that the Monday of the Japan event, the Monday of the Zozo championship, oh, uh, I'm in, pumped for the Zozo. is it Monday or Wednesday? I Something thought it was like Monday. Early, early in the week. Tigers. Uh, I guess it's the same course over the tournament. At. I don't know if that's right. It's at Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club. It's, I think that's that the same course. Yeah. Um, one day competition will offer lucrative prize money. Will take place a few days prior to the start of the Zozo Championship. So who is it? Tiger Woods, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, and Hideki Matsuyama. Which I fun. assume means all of those guys are would be playing in the Zozo Championship as well. I know the big cat has already confirmed, but. I don't know. Are you they know, mic'd up? Are they mic'd up? Uh, I don't know. Complete non-starter if they're not mic'd up. Uh, and just off the top, like I already probably don't care because it's just a money giveaway and they'll probably screw it up. <laughs> see. Um, so do not know on uh, whether or not players will be mic'd up. It says basically this is part of an agreement that Tiger has to provide content to golf TV, um, which as we know is an, an international uh, rights holders. But apparently there is negotiations to have the skins event televised in the U S market as well. The big homie Mark Steinberg, uh, has de- declined to comment maybe on golf pass possible. <laughs> maybe to get the golf pass boys involved. All the, uh, I'll all the see. donations they got in, in lieu of flowers. Exactly. The past week. Hopefully can fund so, that. you know, I don't know, whatever we, we, I only bring it up cause we talk a lot about, you know, weird ideas and I'm in favor of, of weird ideas, but they always end up looking to like formula formulaic. Yeah. Like it's, I don't have confidence that they're going to like crush this and it's going to be really freaking cool. Like, I think they should do three, like three of the top 10 players. And then the other one should just be totally out of left field. Getting strokes. That'd be sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having an every man getting yes. strokes would be great. Yes. Yeah. They should use some of the exemptions for somebody like that. Um, it'd be a more interesting, uh, Bernard longer won the, the UK senior open, uh, at Royal Lytham. Uh, didn't watch a ton of that, but, uh, not a surprise. He wins pretty much everything. And, uh, I think that's pretty much all Small I've got. payouts in that one. I think he only won like two, 220,000 pounds. Hmm. Which yeah, is exchange, small, right? That's about right. Isn't it? I think normally for senior majors, they win five or 600 K. Uh, hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated to watch this week. Um, you get the corn ferry going to San Francisco, uh, or East Bay, I should say. Um, but the, uh, between that and they've got two more weeks in the regular season there. And then between that and the, the Wyndham, just seeing guys on the bubble, like Patton Kazire, I guess he's, he's still exempt from his wins, but, um, he's 126, Berger's 127, Duffner's 132, mm. Peter Uline, uh, 133, Bo Hostler 140. So, I mean, there's some, there's some guys that are on the outside looking in right now. And on the flip side, there's some guys, some pretty decent players, uh, you know, Right before the bubble, too. Yeah. I wonder is Nor- Norn must be playing, right? If he's one twenty one, he's definitely committed. Drop out, yeah, yeah, he's committed. Uh, yeah, that'd be good. Sedgefield's always cool. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, Wyndham's kind of a low key, a, a fun week. So Awesome. Well, I'm going on vacation, so I don't know if you guys are planning to do a podcast on Sunday. But we'll have we have some podcasts recorded that will at least come out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it depends on what happens next weekend. But you guys are you know, let the people know. You, you'll let them know. Yeah, yeah. we'll let them know yeah. for sure. We'll keep you posted. You're good. You're good hands. Yeah, I, no I trust you guys completely. Where are you going for vacation? We're going to Amsterdam and to Switzerland. Whoa! Yeah, get that. out of the get out of the humidity for a couple. Uh, uh, almost a little over a week. So nice. it's a great time of year to be in, uh, in central Europe. Nice. Freddie's, uh, the, the C-suite swinging by Geneva, check on his account. <laughs> <laughs> I got to mix him with draws. That's actually more, more Zurich. Uh, uh, I suppose that's yeah, like, yeah. well, that, that just shows, yeah. you know, my yeah. familiarity with that's the what I'm flying in and out of situation. So I got some appointments set up there. So, <laughs> um, yeah, Freddie's, Freddie's out of school this week, uh, two weeks off of school. So I'm on I'm on, on daddy duty, duty this week. Locked in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you kick things off pretty well by puking in the Uber. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, All right. Non-stinky. Non-stinky puke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, have a good week. Cheers. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most!